This is BetQL Daily with the Joes. Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio. I just like the Astros to score off this guy. He seems like a pitch-to-contact guy against a very good offense. I'll go the Astros over one and a half runs, first three innings. Tucker drives one to right field. Well hit all the way back and gone. Three-run home run, Kyle Tucker. And the Astros are off and racing. It's 5 nothing. A pitcher who did not allow a hit or a run in his first outing has given up five in the first. It's BetQL Daily from BetQL. Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio with you on this Tuesday for the next three hours on the BetQL Network. Make sure you're following us on Twitter at BetQL Daily. That's at BetQL Daily. Uh, coming up on today's show, Kenny Ducey in about 20 minutes from NBC Sports Edge. We'll talk some Olympics and Major League Baseball with him. Ricky O'Donnell from SB Nation will discuss his latest NBA mock draft. Yeah, just two days away, and it looks like we're getting more and more offerings from various sports books. And uh, you'll want to hear that conversation. Ricky O'Donnell at 1020 Eastern, 1120 Eastern. College football, it is time, Joe G. We need to take a deep dive. We're a month away. Uh, get everybody set for the college football season. God, that's just great to say once again. Football's back, right? Like yeah. tra- training camps are open everywhere. You missed that yesterday. And now we're going to do a little college football today. Yes, it feels like we're moving into our next phase of the sports calendar, right? We we started our show together as we were winding down NBA, NHL, baseball kind of in the full swing of things. And now it's like trade deadline, NBA draft, boom, football. We'll also play nickel or dime, line them up for Major League Baseball. Uh, I was pretty pleased overall with what we did. Unfortunately, like the one loss that I think I really t- I talked about yesterday, I picked in lightning bets. But uh, overall, the show did quite well. And let's start with your team. How about the Phillies? That's where we go with today's headlines. Time for today's headlines. I'm also with you on the over nine and a half in the Phillies and the Nationals game. I mean, it's a game where you could just, it's almost like a bullpen game for the Phillies, which I mean, that's run itself. Juan Soto can't be stopped. The Nationals will score, and the Phillies' offense been pretty good since the break and pretty good in July. So they'll score as well. First and third, one out, and McCutcheon's coming up. The tying run is over at first. Out to right field. Soto's going back. This game is over. has just walked it off for the Bills on opposite field three run home run six five Joe G I was so frustrated for eight innings of that ball game every time I looked up whether I was watching it on TV or just checking it on the phone runners left on base runners left on base on both sides uh I was at Football practice, first one of the year yesterday, and I'm checking my phone, like three innings, and we have no runs in this starting matchup. Then I said, you know what, forget this. I'm doubling down. I'm doubling down. I took the over five and a half going into the fourth. It went down to five and a half. Total was nine and a half. We gave it out as lightning bets, but Andrew McCutcheon came through in the clutch. Yeah, he did. Uh, that was a big win for the Phillies. Big win for us on the show. Look, there was never a doubt. I mean, did it take to the ninth <laughs> inning? Yes. Did we have to sweat out. You're right about the runners in score position. There were runners on base the whole game. And with the Phillies, the only way they scored is a pair of three-run home runs. I mean, they had runners on base, I think, in every other inning, basically. They couldn't bring those guys in. But you know what? Those three-run home runs, when you bet the over, they, uh, they'll they cash for you. They help. So the Phillies win 6-5. to five. And there was another dramatic ending in a National League matchup. 
That also ended six to five Cubs over the Reds. Javi Baez with a pinch hit. You can call it an RBI single, but he hit it to the track there. Bases were loaded, so they walk it off. But uh, the big story there is all that trash. He was talking to Amir Garrett. This has been going on for years between yep. the Reds, and especially with Garrett as well. So today will be interesting to see if Javi Baez gets plunked. He took his bat and he went, he went rowing on his way to first base. Yeah, he was walking up and down the line rowing for a while there. That that was great. Yeah, some dramatic endings to those games uh, and, late last night. And we've got the trade deadline on Friday. We're going to talk a bunch about that throughout the week. But um, as we get closer and closer, I just saw a story from Jeff Passan. It's like the Cubs are going to be busy. We were talking with John Heyman yesterday about this. Will they actually trade Anthony Rizzo? Well, the Red Sox are all in, a. it sounds like, on Anthony Rizzo. So maybe they, they do trade away the guy that they want to be a lifetime Cub and sign him at the end of the year. That's a smart way to go about it. Yeah, I mean, look, that's what the Yankees did with, uh, with Chapman, and it worked out. I mean, that worked out for both sides in that one. But that happens sometimes where you, you trade the guy, you bring him back. Could happen with uh, Max Scherzer. I mean, he could be on the move and then end up back with the Nationals next year. Shohei Otani got it done at the dish and on the mound last night. Here's the next pitch, and there's a swing and a miss. Got him on a fastball, and that one was the best one of the night. 100 miles an hour. Is that the last pitch from Shohei tonight? He rears back and blows away Nunez to end the seventh. So to me, there's, there's not even close. Um, when people talk of it as being close, it's not. It's not. What he's doing is so unique. It's just so different to compare him to anybody else right now. You just can't. Shohei Otani, RBI single, seven innings of work, one run allowed, five Ks, no walks, his fifth win of the year. He has 100 punch outs on the season, and he has 35 bombs. And I actually, even before reading and hearing right there Joe Madden's postgame comments, I was thinking that. Just, just watching the coverage, everything – the, you know, we had those dramatic endings we were just talking about. What was the lead? Angels, Angels, Angels. Why? Because of Shohei Otani, he ended up pitching a gem for the Angels. And uh, throughout much of the year, it has been, you know, the odds would suggest a coin flip. I, I agree with Madden. It's not a coin flip. And I'm looking this morning on points bet. Otani is the minus 300 favorite to be the AL MVP. And I think that's warranted. I do, too. And Vlad is at 220 now. You know, I'd say, what, a month and a half ago, Joe, these odds were basically even between these two. And and the discussion we had then was, well, if one of these teams takes off and makes the playoffs, maybe that would push it over. They're they basically have the same record. I mean, really, the Blue Jays we've talked about, I think a lot of people have talked about as more of a contender uh, to make the playoffs this year. Look at the records right now. Toronto was 49 and 47 after losing last night to Boston. The Angels are 50 and 49. So if we're talking about two great players both likely on teams that will not make the playoffs and one guy pitches and hits he's gonna win the mvp no doubt no doubt uh, a few other notable things in baseball good call with the astrid you pick the right bet that's always key so you wanted to fade mccoggin and i know i'm mispronouncing that probably for the second consecutive day you wanted to fade him, but you ended up going with the Astros' run total. Smart move because the Astros blew a six-run lead. The M's win outright 11-8. to So uh, good call there. We had the Braves-Mets doubleheader. They split that one. Uh, bad call by me with the White Sox. Aloy Jimenez over four in his return. That was very frustrating, and they get doubled up to end the game. Just, just pathetic. Uh, but 
my uh, my angle on going unders on these K props worked out well. That uh, two team parlay that I talked about yesterday, Pavetta and Howard both going under at plus one seventy four. That got home. Pavetta three Ks, Howard only two. Yeah, and with Spencer Howard, it was a matter of yesterday was last night was a blister for him. I mean, goodness gracious, he's a relief pitcher. For, you know, first time through the order, he's one of the best in baseball. He, he gets everybody out. And then the second time through, it's a blister. It's a shoulder. He's out of breath, whatever. And, I, you know, four and a half. I mean, if he pitched five or six innings, yeah, he'd get to four and a half strikeouts, no doubt. But he doesn't pitch five or six innings. He pitches three. Good yeah. bet. Uh, did we talk about – we talked about Votto having a big game. I don't remember, recall if we said he would hit a homer because that, that was north of plus 400. Yeah, we talked about his history against uh, Kyle Hendricks and how right. many times he had faced him and all the good numbers. I think maybe we had hit on uh, Devers. 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 Yeah, yeah. Yep. Now it was a good. It was a good night for the show last night. We hit a lot of baseball and and Votto and, and he owns Kyle Hendricks, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Chris Bryant had a pretty good night as well. We addressed that and. We're all set for today's Major League Baseball card as well. We'll go over that in about an hour from now. This is BetQL Daily Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio. We'll check in with Kenny Ducey, his thoughts on the Olympics and Major League Baseball in about 10 minutes. So after uh, talking about Aaron Rodgers, NFC North for about three hours, it was all a big waste of time because as soon as we got off the air, uh, all sorts of headlines involving Aaron Rodgers, and what do you know? The Packers brass had to speak since they don't have an owner yesterday. I think fans are frustrated with the situation. I think they kind of a pox on both houses, uh, us and Aaron. But uh, you know, I, I think we've we've been in constant communication. It's obviously months, and uh, you know, I'm hopeful that uh, we'll have it all resolved. That's Mark Murphy yesterday speaking at the shareholders meeting. <laughs> the timing was just perfect. You, you kind of think that Rogers put that out there right before the shareholders meet, right before he has to go into a microphone. You know, something I hear all the time, Joe G, is uh, people bring up, well, you know, none of this Rogers stuff would be happening if the Packers only had an owner. I just don't agree with that. I mean, how many incompetent owners do we see in sports right now? You could just start with the NFL, and I know I'm going to the bottom of the barrel, but guys like Snyder, there are plenty, and, you know, I cover the, the guys in Chicago like Tom Ricketts and George McCaskey. Those guys don't want to make any decisions. They don't want anybody ripping on them publicly. It's like, I, I don't know that if the Packers had one owner that that owner would step in and just resolve everything. Yeah, I think the people want to point to the Aaron Rodgers thing and try to figure out one reason this whole thing became a thing. I think it's Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is prickly. Aaron Rodgers is kind of a baby. He's an unbelievable player. But he's sensitive. And, and look, his whole career there, they never drafted a skill player in the first round. One time. The first time they did, his name was Jordan Love, a backup quarterback. That was the tipping point last year. It bothered him. And now, Joe, he's cut to come back here. And it, people were wondering yesterday, did he get what he wanted? I, I think he did. You know why? Because in a year from now, he's gonna almost going to get to pick where he goes. He's going to get the, to the Tom Brady route to end his career where maybe I'll stay, maybe I won't. I, I choose. And that I think that's what he wanted. I love that nugget on all the stories from yesterday. Well, the Rodgers, I mean, well, the Packers will review the situation at the end sure. of the There's no reviewing. He's not coming back. What's nothing to do with you? So what we keep seeing is, and we'll break down the Packers-Vikings later on in the show. And I'm looking forward to that conversation. 
we, we keep seeing this is the, the bleep you tour by Aaron Rodgers. There's this assumption that he's going to repeat everything that was 2020. I, boy, I, I would not be taking that leap right now. We talk a lot about regression in this sport, but for some reason, when it comes to 12, we don't mention that at all. Yeah. And, and here's the thing, like, you know, people are like, well, he's going to have to play great because then he'll go and every team will want him in the NFL. Tom Brady didn't play great as last year in New England. He still found a, a way to a team that could win a Super Bowl. Peyton Manning was coming off of a neck injury. He didn't basically play the whole year. And he got to go to Denver and, and resurrect his career one more time. It doesn't matter what happens with Aaron Rodgers this year. As long as he's healthy, five or six teams will throw themselves at him. And he'll pick where he wants to play after the season. And I know he's Aaron Rodgers, but every player wants to play great. <laughs> doesn't mean you're going to be able to do that. Big movement on the odds board. Big. Uh, we talked about this over the last month or so that once it became official, and I mean, I guess we're going to call this official, even though it isn't yet. Uh, once it became official, you're going to see some drastic movement. Now, some places have not put the win totals back up the uh, playoff props. Yes. No, I don't see those at a lot of places, but the division odds are back up. The Packers go from plus 175. I repeat plus 175. Yeah. Plus money because the Rodgers situation was in flux um, to minus 120, plus 175 to minus 120 in a day. The NFC odds cut uh, more than in half, and the Super Bowl odds cut in half from 28 to 1 to 14 to 1. Well, look, I mean, if, if you were opportunistic or had a feeling he was going to come back, you could have gotten a team that is 26 and 6 the last two years with Rodgers LaFleur at plus money to make the playoffs. In this division where the Lions are there, the Bears right now have Andy Dalton as their starting quarterback for week one. And the Vikings will get to the NFC North later. I mean, they're coming off a year where they weren't any good. Like, that would have been the bet of the year to take the Packers to make the playoffs at plus money. Now it's a little bit more realistic. The narrative will be strong if he has another great season. Is there any way he can go back to back like Giannis? I would guess no, right? Like, there has to be some even regression to the Packers. 26 and 6 under the floor? I mean, are they yeah. going to win 13 or 14 games again? I would say no. So a year ago, it was regression, regression, regression in the offseason. And the Packers said, uh-uh, that ain't happening. They got better. Yeah, they got better. Yeah, even though it was the same regular season record, certainly the offensive numbers and the sack numbers. Maybe, maybe it's a year late. Maybe this is the season. But a lot of people will hesitate to go to the window after uh, catching some L's on that last year. Yeah, look, they play the NFC West this year. That, that yeah, I, I just don't see 13 or 14 wins. But he's back, which is, you know what? It's better for everyone. It, it's so, better if Rodgers is there. The Trey Wingo tweet was so strange about Randall Cobb. I'm sure somebody told him that. He's not going to yeah. throw that out there to a million followers for but absolutely why? no reason. Like, why, why would anyone want okay. Randall Cobb? Well, it, it was so amusing to me, not only because it's a random thought about Randall Cobb, was because... The Rodgers, they did draft. Once they finally take a receiver, his name's Amari Rodgers, and he plays the Randall Cobb role in the offense. I, I think this was absolutely said, but it just makes me laugh because Rodgers, if true, he's trying to find out how much power he really does have. Listen, here. bring back Randall Cobb or I'm out again or else. <laughs> I think it's hilarious. It's great. Now they're so desperate, maybe they'll actually give in. Kenny Ducey. We'll drop by next. Big news this morning on Simone Biles. We'll also talk about today's MLB card. And Kenny Ducey from NBC Sports Edge. He's fantastic. Joe Strowski, Joe Giulio. Keep it locked on BetQL Daily from BetQL.